Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? so glad you're here today. We are going to be talking about praying through. I'm very excited about this because, you know, Jesus gave us the perfect example of how to pray through a situation that is uncomfortable or something that we don't want to do or something that's going to be very painful, something that we're walking through that's very painful. Jesus gave us a perfect example of how to pray through. You know, we talk a lot about praying about or praying for or praying with, but we really need to understand as Christians how to pray through and what that means. So today we're going to talk about that. I'm very excited about it because the Lord showed me this a while back. And then as you go through life and you go through different seasons of life, you just know that the Lord is bringing things back to your memory to help you walk through something. And this is kind of what this passage does for me. Um, There are just so many things happening in our world today, so many things happening in my own life, and I'm sure so many things happening in your lives as well, that it's important for us to know how to pray through. And sometimes, that doesn't happen um, in a minute. Sometimes it takes a while for us to actually pray through something. So before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer because this is just a big thing um, in our lives and we want to be able to pray through. So let's pray to the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit to just come and teach us and show us what he wants us to, to know and just to be able to apply it into our lives, into whatever situation it is that we're walking through or whatever situation may be coming our way. So let's pray. Lord, I come to you today just very excited, Lord, about the scripture that you've given um, me for today. Just knowing that when you bring passages of scripture back to my heart and to my mind, um, I know that you have something there for me. I know that we're going to be walking through something. I know that you are allowing me to remember it for a reason. And I know that there are people who will be listening to this who will need this scripture. And I pray that as we go through it, Lord, that our hearts would be pricked, our eyes would be open, our ears would be open, and that we would be willing to receive and see what you did, Lord Jesus. 
as you prayed through. You prayed so often, Lord Jesus, in the ministry when you were here in your ministry on this earth. And I just pray that we would just use that as an example to show us what it means to pray and then to pray through. Thank you for each person who is listening, Lord. Help us to be able to honor you, Lord, and to understand that you want us to learn your word. Help us, I pray, as we go through this today. I pray that you would block all distractions. I pray that you would just help us to focus on you and your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk about what it means to pray through. Now, we talk often about praying for and praying about and praying with, as I said earlier, but there's a difference in actually praying through something, and that's what I want us to look at today. So we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're going to be in chapter 26, and we're going to start in verse 36. Now, right away, you're probably already thinking that this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it is. But that prayer that he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane is a perfect example of praying through. Because Jesus went back three times. And each time he was saying, not my will, but your will be done. So he was struggling in that. There was his humanness was causing him to struggle. Now, there are people who disagree with me on this, but I believe scripturally we're taught that Jesus was fully God and fully human. And in my heart and in my mind, that brings me great comfort to know that as a human being of flesh and blood, Jesus was able to experience the emotions and the feelings and the things that I walk through. That's that's the human side of him. And then to be able to show us how to walk through that and overcome that is just the divine, godly part of him. And all of that together is what makes him our Savior. He was the Son of God, and he is the Son of God. Come to this earth in the flesh so that we would be able to have a home in heaven with him eternally. And he taught us so much in those three years that he was on this earth. Part of the the big thing for me um, in the last few weeks and in, in my own life and in the things that have been going on is being able to pray, to just go to the Lord and pray through. Now, I want to talk about what that means. Many times we're faced with a situation, something that we're experiencing, and it's not pleasant, and we would love to be able to not have to face it. We would love to be able to not walk through it, to not experience it. But as I've said many times in these podcasts, we're told that we're going to have troubles in this world. So for me, it's important to understand that I'm going to have issues on this earth. I'm going to experience troubles on this earth as long as I live in this fleshly body on this earth. I'm going to experience that. So the other side of that is for me to be able to walk through that and be victorious in it. And the only way to do that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way. And he gave us example after example in his ministry on this earth of what we need to do. 
Many times in scripture, we are told that Jesus slipped away and went and prayed. He would get up early in the morning before everyone else was awake and everyone else was coming at him and he would go to his father and pray. Now, this particular time in the Garden of Gethsemane, he knew that he was getting ready to go to the cross. He knew that he was going to face so much pain physical pain, emotional pain. He knew that for that instant, he was going to be separated from the Father when he took on all the sin of the world, my sin and your sin. He knew all of that. Not only was the physical pain going to be unbearable, he was beaten beyond recognition. People spat on him. They made fun of him. So there's the emotional side of that too, where you are just, people are just being so awful. Jesus experienced all of that. Every single thing that we've gone through emotionally, Jesus experienced it. That's why he's our father. That's why he's our mediator. That's why he knows us so well, because he understands where we're coming from. Now, in the Garden of Gethsemane, in verse 36, it says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, it's interesting that he had them sit there and he walked away to pray. Because there are, there are times in our lives and there are situations in our lives when we want our friends and our family, especially our close core group, around us and with us and praying for us. But there are things that we walk through in life that we're only going to be able to walk through with God. That there is no other person that's going to be able to experience what we're experiencing with us, we have to walk through it with the Lord. Now in verse 37, he says, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Now don't miss that because a lot of people kind of gloss over that and say, because he was God, he didn't feel grief and distress, but he did. Scripture clearly tells us that he began to feel grieved and distressed. Verse 38 says, Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. So he wanted those core group of people to be with him, but he knew that this was something that he was going to have to walk through without them. Now, how many times in our lives have we been through something like that? Have we experienced something like that? When no matter how much someone loves us, we have to walk through it alone to a certain extent as far as people on this earth. We'll, we're never alone when we have the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. But as far as someone else being able to do this for us, or do this with us, they can't. Right now, I'm thinking about a family member of mine who just recently passed away from cancer. And I remember a conversation that, that she and I had with each other where she knew that the Lord Jesus Christ was with her. She knew that as, as much as we all wanted to be there for her, and do what we could to help eliminate this from her life and not not allow her to walk through it. She knew that she had to walk through it. And I remember thinking when we were talking one day about her going home to be with Jesus and she was going home, she knew she was going home to be with the Lord. And that brings great comfort to me as well. But she was talking about she was going to see Jesus. 
and that she was going to see the other loved ones and members of our families who have gone on before her. But it was so interesting how we both just recognized that this was something that she had to walk through without anyone else, just she and the Lord. And that is so powerful when there are these things that we know that we have to walk through. And this is where Jesus was. He wanted his core group of people to be with him to the extent that they could be with him. He wanted them to be watching and praying, but he knew that it had to be he and the Father in this. Okay, he told them to keep, watch, and pray. And in verse 38, he just said, keep watch with me. So I love that he said that because for a lot of years I thought, what did he mean by keep watch? What was he having them keep watch over? But when you think about it, there's a lot of different ways that that could have been interpreted. But but in when I was praying over this, the Lord really brought to my mind to just look up what, what the definitions are of watch. And one of the definitions is an act or instance of carefully observing someone or something over a period of time. So they were being told to carefully observe observe with him. And also the Lord Jesus knew that they were going to need to understand how to pray through. And he was showing them how to pray through and they needed to be there with him and watch him and pray with him. Now, verse 39 says, and he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed saying, now I don't want us to skip over this. I want us to be very aware of what he's saying here because he left them. He went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed. He knew he was getting ready to walk through a situation that was going to be so difficult and so painful and so hurtful. And yet he knew it was necessary and he was relying on his father. And he said, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. And he was asking him, father, if, if it's possible, can we do this a different way? Let this cup pass from me. And he followed right up behind it with yet not as I will, but as you will. That is so powerful. When we relinquish authority over to the Lord God Almighty, when, when we give up that resistance of having it our way, and say, not my will, but your will. I know this is going to be hard and I don't want to do it, Lord, but not my will, your will be done. Then in verse 40, it says, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. Now he had prayed to the father that if it was his will to take this cup from him, yet not his will, but the father's will be done. And then he came back and found the disciples sleeping and said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour. They couldn't watch him for one hour. They couldn't watch with him for one hour. They were very tired. They were very sleepy and they didn't really understand what was going on. So they were unable. And Jesus said, you could not watch with me for one hour. And then the Lord said, Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he is so telling them that you have to always be on the alert. You have to be aware of what's going on. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is so weak. 
And he was warning them of that. He was showing them that. He was teaching them how to pray through. He had gone to the Father that one time and said that if it was the Father's will to take this cup from him, yet not his will, but the Father's will be done. And then in verse 42, he went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My Father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Now let's not miss what's happening here. The first time he went to the Father, he he blatantly said, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then in verse 42, when he went back the second time, he went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Now notice how he is surrendering how his spirit is surrendering to the will of the Father. And that happens to us so many times. We go to the Father and we're saying, Lord, don't let this happen. Lord, don't let this happen. And then as we are continuing to walk with the Lord, we are understanding that we are to be in his will and that he is in control and that we need to relinquish our um, desire to be in control to him. And Jesus knew that this was going to be such a difficult situation to walk through. And when he went to him the first time, he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. The second time he said, if this cannot pass from me unless I drink it, your will be done. He's surrendering his will to the Father's will. Verse 43 says, Again he came and found them sleeping. This was after the second time, for their eyes were heavy, and he left them again. Now this is the third time he's going back to the Father. He went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. And what he was saying was, If this cup is not going to pass from me, and I have to drink it, then your will be done. He is surrendering his spirit. He is surrendering his mindset. He is bringing his anxiety under control, under submission to the Lord, to the Father. And he is giving us a perfect example. Example, And notice that he did not stop with that first prayer. He, he prayed and then he came out and he knew it still wasn't settled in his spirit. And he went back a second time and he is each time he is going before the Father, surrendering his will, surrendering his desire to what is the will of the Father. And that is a perfect example of what we have to do in our own lives when there's something happening that we really feel like we're racing headfirst into a brick wall and we just don't want to do it. But we know we're going to have to walk through it. Pray, pray and pray and pray again. Each time surrendering your will, your thoughts, your anxiety levels, whatever it is to the Father. And then as we do that, as we keep going back to the Father saying, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. And that is what Jesus was saying to his Father. Each time we do that, that is what allows us to bring ourselves under submission into the to the Father's will and do what He wants us to do. And it is what brings us 
the peace that we need to walk through whatever it is we have to walk through and the determination to do what the Father has called us to do. Let's look at verse 43. Again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy and he left them again and went away and prayed a third time saying the same thing once more. And what did he say? He said the same thing that he said that if this cup cannot pass from me, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And then in verse 45, let's go through verse 45 and 46 because they are such powerful verses when we realize the process that Jesus went through in surrendering his will. Now, it's important for us to understand, too, that Jesus always wanted to do what the Father wanted him to do. It wasn't a matter of him not wanting to do it. It was a matter of him knowing the pain and the heartache and the separation that he was going to have to go through because he was taking the entire weight of the world on him. And that's what he didn't want to do. So doing the will of the Father, he always wanted to do. And don't we as Christians, we want to do what God wants us to do. But there are those things that happen when we know this is going to be hard. This is going to hurt. And though I want to do what you want me to do, Lord, I don't want to do this. And I think that's where we need to pray through. When the Lord has given us clear direction, clear instruction, which he had done with Jesus, Jesus knew exactly what he was here to do. And he knew what he was going to have to walk through. But because he was fully human and fully God, there was that resistance part of it. It's important for us to remember that. Let's look at verses 45 and 46. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. And I love verse 46, because then he says, Now he has reconciled this within his spirit. He has gone back. He has prayed through. He knows what he's going to do. And he says, Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. He surrendered completely to the Father, and he walked one step at a time into the situation that he came to this earth to perform, and he is allowing God to give him strength and to continue to walk. And that is what we have to do. We have to pray through. If we have to go back three or four times to our Father, then so be it. Pray and keep praying and 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 praying that God's will will be done and that as you keep doing that, your mindset and your will and your spirit will be submissive and surrender to him because God does know best. He always has a plan and he is working in our lives. And I'm so grateful for that as a Christian. Jesus gave us a perfect example of what it looks like to pray through. And he didn't go to the Father just one time. He went back three times. And each time you can see the level of his surrender to the Father's will. Knowing what he had to walk through, knowing how painful it was going to be, knowing how hard it was going to be, each time he went back to the Father and prayed and came back. And I love that he didn't stop with just that one time. He kept going back until he could settle it in his spirit with the Father. And that's what we have to do. And Jesus taught us that in the Garden of Gethsemane. My prayer for us this week as we continue to walk 
um, in our daily lives when things hit us and come at us. And so many of you are already walking through things that are so difficult. Keep praying. Keep going back to the Father. Keep asking Him to help you submit to Him and surrender your will to Him. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Believe that and know that. And that is my prayer for you this week. As we walk through this week, I will be praying that you continue to go back to the Father and that God is the one who gives you that peace and enables you to surrender to His will. The Holy Spirit is so strong in our lives when we go to the to the Holy Father in prayer. It's so important that we do that. Know that I will be lifting you up this week. Know that I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me as I walk through this as well and learn how to go back and pray through when I need to pray through when it's not settled in my spirit. Please don't forget to visit the website www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com download the podcast, um, review the podcast, rate the podcast. I so enjoy doing this. And then know that you can also access all of this on our Facebook page and leave some prayer requests. Send me an email at at, uh, walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And until we meet again, I will be praying for you. And I'm so grateful that you were here with me today as we walk by faith and not by sight.